0: Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casinos STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up.
1: Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome in to Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. We're Your hosts, Ed and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders while entering into the world of topics and news we find interesting. Here we go. Well, finally, uh, finally here training camp, third day. Um, no pads yet. Pads, I think, come on uh, Tuesday. Um, Adam, uh, we've got a lot of clips to play, we've talked to a lot of players and coaches this week, but uh, your first overall impression. I know it's just no pads, and I know. You know they're they're just going through shorts, but anything uh, first silver on press in terms of things that stood out? Uh,
2: yeah, it's hot, it's hot. That's the first one, it's hot. Uh, definitely hot, and a couple of players have talked about it, and uh, we actually heard Jacoby Myers kind of talking about that that today of adjusting because he hasn't been to a camp like this. He's been on the East Coast, and there's a lot of humidity, but nothing like this. Uh, I think that's the first thing. There's not a whole lot you can take away. Um, I'll say one of the things that has stood out, uh, some of the transformations guys have gone through. I know. Chandler was kind of talking about changing his body a little bit. He looks skinnier. He looks thinner. He looks like he slimmed down. Um, And and that might help his speed a little bit. Uh, It's definitely been noticeable uh, out on the field. Uh, So, you know, that's that's one of some of the first things you notice, guys that have kind of changed their bodies a little bit. Uh, Devon Diablo has been disruptive uh, in the passing game, although some of that might have been the inconsistencies at quarterback because we've seen uh, some very – up and down play, especially uh, guys that are not wearing that number ten jersey. Meaning Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Hoyer knows the offense, but you know he's uh, he's up there in age. He's uh, he's struggling to make some throws. And Dayton O'Connell's been very inconsistent. And today, uh, no Jimmy Garoppolo at practice, though we saw O'Connell and Hoyer kind of splitting their reps. And um, there was a lot of troubles with the exchanges. Uh, several fumbles. In fact, uh, one of the more interesting parts of practice today was. Uh, When they fumble a snap, the center and the quarterback both have to run a lap. Well, Brian Hoyer was running a lap, and Aiden O'Connell fumbled a snap. So he had to wait for Hoyer to come back because they don't want to stop practice because both quarterbacks were out. Uh, So he had to wait for Hoyer to come back from his lap so he can start his lap. Uh, That's not a good sign. But again, it's the third day of camp. Like Those things will change, and it's an entirely new quarterback room, we should point out. They did release Chase Garbers this week. I think it's been... Uh, about 15 years, the last time they uh, completely changed the quarterback room from one year to the next. So no returning quarterbacks um, in this room. A lot of guys that know the system, of course, guys that have been around uh, uh, Josh McDaniels in the past, but uh, everybody's learning. So that's a it's, a it's a big change, and you can kind of see that in some of the exchanges.
1: Yeah, um, let's go to Jimmy G. Uh, Practice the first few days. He had a scheduled off day today because they're kind of trying to take it uh, slow with the foot. Um, Took all the reps, I think the first two days with the first team. He was actually, he actually, and I look, I know it's shorts. I know they're not doing anything. There are no pads. But to me, I came into this thinking, uh, even though he's full go, that he'd be off more so than he has been. And he actually looks pretty good to me, given what we probably thought about him coming into camp.
2: Yeah, I thought there was, you know, again, there's, you know, not, he's not completely locked in and he shouldn't be. That was the first time that he's been in the practice field. Just remember, he has an offseason to, you know, to sit in the classroom and to watch film and all those things. Um, but he wasn't able to practice. In fact, uh, Andre James told us uh, that uh, Wednesday's practice was the first time he'd ever snapped a ball. Exchange a Garoppolo. snap with Jimmy Garoppolo. First time because Garoppolo hadn't actually been able to take part in anything on the field, uh, because he's dealing, you know, trying to come back from that injury. And he already said, you know, he's not fully healthy. He's still working his way back, but he's moved around well. Uh doesn't look like he there's any limitations necessarily. To what's going on? Again, they're they're managing reps and um you know gives him some off days here and there but uh we haven't seen any anything really affect him on the field he's not really limping he's moving around fine um so I'm sure it's sore I'm sure uh he's dealing with treatment and stuff after practice but uh I think any questions people had about can he you know will he be ready for week one you would think yes uh, I mean unless something happens between now, between now and then but um he looks at least to be closer to healthy
1: uh, Jimmy G also uh, talked about living in Las Vegas uh, and uh, what he thought of the people here. I want to get uh, your response to this, uh, this answer. Here's Jimmy G on living in Las
3: Vegas. It's been good. It's been good. Finally got a house. Uh, so I hope I step in the right direction. Uh, Vegas has been really cool, man. Honestly, I've loved it. The people here are very uh, inviting, I want to say. Just, they like talking. Even if you don't know them, it's, it's, it's a cool interaction. I haven't had that in a long time. So being from the Midwest, it was pretty refreshing.
1: I don't think people are as nice here as he says they are.
2: I do. <laughs> do you? It just depends who, like, where you are and who you're talking to, and um, I do think that there's that there is friendliness. Now, I I kind of took it just as uh, maybe a shot at you know people in New England and San Francisco, uh, and people, and maybe even people in San Francisco. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, I you know listen, I have a different take than a lot of people because I grew up here, but. Um, I feel like it's a pretty great place. I think that there's a lot of people that don't know their neighbors and that kind of thing. Like nobody's, you know, going out and uh, talking, and, you know, over the fence to their neighbor or anything like that. But, Hello, neighbor? Um, you, find the, you find people, and there's plenty of, like, of great people around here for sure. And I think one of the things about the Grabo was saying of, like, you can just have these conversations, this is a place, it, it's a great place for famous people to live.
1: Yeah, Because people see famous people all the time, all the time. so they're not apt to run up to them like lunatics, it's it's, it's nothing with the to phones,
2: them. yeah, it's, it's absolutely nothing to them. Like, the, you just see, oh, oh, yeah, that's that's this guy. So, um, that is one different that is probably one difference that you have as a quote unquote famous person living in Las Vegas that you're a little more comfortable. People are people are just chill, like, oh, yeah, that's just Jimmy, it's not superstar NFL quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, some places you're gonna get that, but um, I think there's a lot more places here that you can just kind of blend in.
1: Can Jimmy put on a baseball cap and not be noticed? Yeah, I agree. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He could go. He could walk through a casino with a baseball cap on and not be
2: noticed. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and then and then somebody's going to notice him and then call everybody over, basically. Right. But yeah, I think I think he can blend in.
1: Uh, I wanted to ask you before we get into Devontae Adams and uh, Max Crosby, two of the other leading players that we talked to about this week. AJ Cole. This is this this interested me uh, as as it did you and everyone else in the room. Brought up the idea of aliens, so why don't you set this up because I want to ask you about aliens and what you think about them?
2: sure uh, well, we know that a j anything that's in the news or any goofy topic, uh, he'll do like the the you know random questions about you know if you were or you know if there's a bear fighting a you know a rhinoceros who, who would win, win and that kind of thing. He loves those uh he loves the you know how many five year olds can you beat up? If they were coming at you in waves, kind of right. question. Those are those are silly. Those are basically what he has said is, look, we're in a special teams room. We practice, but for the most part, we're just kicking and then sitting Discussing around the facility things. and talking. And uh, so there's a lot of things that go on. And obviously, uh, the a- aliens were a big topic this week on the news because of uh, some testimony in Congress. And um, he indicated he said he thinks that it's it's a conspiracy theory now. If you think there's not aliens, okay, yeah. So he thinks the the tide. shifted that much to where it used to be like oh you're crazy you believe in aliens now you're kind of the crazy one if you don't um i find it an interesting question do you believe in aliens like do i do i believe that there is life somewhere somewhere somehow somewhere else yeah i mean i think it's almost guaranteed like do i think there's little green people that we've captured no i don't i don't believe that for a second i think that's foolish to think and i understand. Uh, What the whistleblower testified to in Congress, quote-unquote whistleblower testified to (laughs) in Congress this week. Um, I just, I don't believe. First of all, for this to be true, you would almost have to, you almost have to assume that it's only us that have found any. Right. That only the United States has found them because uh, there's a lot of countries that wouldn't go to these lengths to protect it from people. Like, Like, hey look. So they've only landed here. We've only found them. It's silly. It's, it's silly to think that. And and again, I understand that there are things that are covered up, but you, they almost always come out pretty quickly. Like These are the kind of things that there's you know, hundreds and hundreds of people would eventually know. And at some point, somebody would say something. And if your response is, well, this guy did, okay, one, and he's, he said, hey, we have these bodies in our possession. Then somebody just bring them out. They got enough talking and saying this person, or hey, I heard this, or this person said this, or I think this. Just bring them out. What will they look like? We were talking about this on
1: my radio show yeah. this morning, and it was, uh, oh, it's not like anything. was brought up that they wouldn't look like us.
2: Oh, it's not like anything that's ever been like depicted in a movie or anything. It wouldn't be like a little green man or wouldn't be anything like that. With a
1: little big head, with a round head and a helmet on?
2: I think it's more likely to look like some sort of animal. Okay. Something like that, but intelligent. and well, I don't know animals are intelligent, but I mean, with the capability of traveling somewhere, I just... There could be I don't people right now
1: them. doing their own podcast somewhere else. I don't
2: think there'd be people. Uh, there'd be some well, other, some other form of life, but I, yeah, I don't think they have podcasts either. I don't.
1: I think, they I don't might think might that's a thing. podcast right now. I don't think
2: that's a thing. I don't think they have sports. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, who knows? But I, I think there's life. I just don't think it's on any kind of level that you would imagine as being a quote unquote alien or whatever.
1: I'd love to see what they look like. I'd love for them to bring them out. I, I That's mostly my interest and fascination is what they look like. Yeah, of course.
2: Well, what they know. I want to know what they know. Can they I'd speak? love to know what they do for entertainment. Yes. I'd love that. You need some new shows. Why not bring something from <laughs> Mars or whatever, whatever they watch there. I don't know. It'd be great.
1: Oh, man. So that was A.J. Cole. He's always worth the price of admission when they bring him in for the one time each year in training camp to talk until, to the media. Until
2: the PR staff freaks out. Yeah, the they freak out
1: and says, oh, no more questions. No Football more questions. questions only. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, A.J.'s the punter. You give him three questions and then you move on to the aliens. Of course. Uh, Devontae Adams also spoke to us this week um, about Jimmy G, about goals. You asked him about goals he might have in his offseason uh, workout. Um, Devontae was good as well. We're going to listen to a few clips here. This is Devontae Adams on his goals for the season, but also his off-season work.
2: As you you approach a season, obviously this is kind of day one of the season as we look at it in a different way, but as you approach a season, do you change your goals every year? Do you change what you want to accomplish, or is it always kind of the same thing that you're working for?
0: I change uh, very specific goals. You know, as far as a goal for me is being more efficient at the top of a comeback. You know, it's not having... 1,500 yards again, you know at the end of the day, I'm gonna do enough right on on the tape to where you know I'm gonna get enough looks from the quarterback and you know Obviously my coaching staff to where the numbers are gonna be there as long as you know God with God willing I'm healthy So for me, it's not about the numbers and trying to hit a certain number It's making the tape look a certain way and you know with a certain amount of looks from the from the quarterback you know, we're gonna be able to make the rest of that stuff happen. But the quarterback has nothing to do with the way that I come out of my comeback or how how flat I come out of a an end cut or, you know, if I stack the guy rather than taking too, going too wide and things like that. So those are the goals that I focus on. You've
2: been through a lot of off seasons in your career, like can you assess how an off season went for you? Like do you know going into camp it was if it was really good, like how you feel, like, can you kind of judge
0: that? If I'm healthy it's always good. I mean I don't I don't change the way I do things. I try to do everything the right way and I attack my offseason. Obviously, you, you cater to different needs based off where you're at, whether it's your, your age or where you want to improve different parts of your game. So obviously, it's not going to be the exact same regiment, but I hit it the same way. You know, I never. it's not like oh, I didn't get enough out of this one. At the end of the day, I'm devoted to my craft, and I think that reflects in the way that I play. So um, I always feel really good about coming into the year. Vegas,
1: get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of
2: betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there.
1: So that was interesting about his goals. I thought that was really, interesting really when solid you asked. questioning.
2: Hmm? Really solid questioning.
1: Yeah, I mean, really solid. I don't yeah. know who did that, but that was solid Good. questioning. Um, I did find it interesting about his goals, though. Um, being more about route running, um, how he comes out of breaks, more so than fifteen hundred yards. I still think guys, even as good as he is, maybe the best wide receiver in football, still have in their minds of course. numbers, of course what they, they want are. to achieve, writing you know whether it's writing it down or knowing what they've done in the past, how you know what mark they want to meet. Um, so I'll say that I still think that the, the you know there's still those things when it comes to players with all players, whether it's Max and Sachs, Jimmy G, if he if he stays healthy, his numbers and Devontae as well.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I mean, that's just that's what competitive people do. I mean, again, not everybody was is going to say I want to do this, but they might say I want to surpass my numbers from last year. I want to surpass my career high in this. Like everybody has set goals. Now, I I, I thought it was uh, Max Crosby made a pretty good point about the reason he doesn't specify what his goals are. Is um, you know, there's you know, what two years ago he could have said. You know, I really seventy pressures would be a great, great number for me to. And reach. He got a hundred. He got a hundred, and he was, he was thinking, well, if I would have said seventy, I would have undershot and all this stuff. But like, that doesn't. I don't think that's applicable. I mean, it might be for some people that need to, you know, set crazy ones, but um, you also don't want to say, well, I want to get, you know, three hundred, and then you right. get one hundred and fifty like and lead the Josh league. Like when Josh Jacobs wanted sixty receptions. Yeah. yeah, if you say I want three hundred pressures, and then you get one hundred and fifty and lead the league by a large margin. Uh, then you're like, ah, I fell short of my goal by, you know, half. Uh, I guess you don't want to do it in that way. But, yeah, everybody has everybody has goals, whether they're a specific number or a career high or a record or more than this person. Everybody's got those.
1: Uh, what did you think about his offseason work um, in terms of what he asked to answer to your question in terms yeah. of how he remains in the
2: condition he does? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not – not surprising. We know like we see him when he comes in and he you know dominating on the practice field day one because because of what he does and how he gets ready and how he prepares and uh, how it's been you know more than a decade into his career and it's kind of been the same thing uh every year. So, you know, makes sense how hard he works, what he does, uh focuses on you know what he focuses on in the offseason, which is as he said in this case kind of uh the top of his route and and different aspects of where uh where he runs his route and how he makes uh, certain cuts and breaks and uh, you know all those things make a ton of sense for how he's trying to manage things uh,
1: talk to Max Crosby as well I thought he was really good um, if I'm picking a guy who was the best with us this week I think it was Max Cros- well no it was AJ Cole because of the a- oh, it's always AJ. it's always AJ Cole but you take the punter out of the equation and I thought Max had a lot of really good things to say um, Off-season training um, how the defense will be better or why he thinks they'll be better here's Max Crosby on those
3: two topics you know, this offseason, like I talked about it, like me and I went and sparred Sean Strickland and I went to Miami and ran 10 miles with Hunter Campbell, just crazy. But like just putting myself in situations that I don't want to be in and just doing it. And like I've just see, you know, once you break like past that, like mentally you could always tell yourself like, all right, I'll be good after just this. But it's like, no, I give myself no option. There's nowhere to run when you're in a cage with another, you know, professional assassin. And it is what it is. But um, once you do things like that and you just you live like that, then you get into games and it just becomes like you're the one hunting people. You know, it's not like you don't feel you're not fearing anything. You're not thinking about anything. Um, you don't you don't think you just go. So that's that's how I always try to try to be all year round.
2: So has talked a lot about trying to learn from you. What kind of things can you pick up and learn without being able to kind of practice? Right
3: yeah, you know, right now, uh, obviously he can't go with us, so yeah, it's all mental. So uh, that's just as important though. you know, the classroom, the, you know, being on the field, watching reps, uh, learning uh, every single day as much as he can because, you know, as a young guy, you want to just go, go, go. But right now he's got to, you know, he's got to lock in and not only, you know, physically getting ready to get back on the field, but he's got to be locked in mentally just as uh, just as much. So we're looking forward to getting him back, Byron Young as well. Um you know, we want everyone out there, but there's a process. There's always going to be, you know, injuries and things like that. So we just got, you know, we got who we got. and We're going to, you know, just roll. All
1: right. Uh, he started two weeks early this year.
2: Um, did
1: some sparring. You know,
2: you know that sport as you well. You Is talk, anyone? Talk, how did that uh, he talked about sparring with Sean Strickland, who was a uh, rising contender. I did try to get some insight by contacting Sean Strickland's coaches, see how uh, Max looked. And apparently it was not done in their home gym. It was done. Uh, most likely at the uh, Performance Institute. Also, a reference there to, unless there's somebody else by the same name, a reference to uh, one of the executives over at the UFC that he's out there jogging with in Miami. Ten miles in Miami. Um, I don't know why. They live fairly close to each other. I don't know why they had to go to Miami to do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Max is very tied into that world. You see him at almost every fight. You see him hanging around uh, with Dana. I know he was uh, sitting with Dana at the last, uh, then White, the UFC president at the last uh, big UFC event. So, um, he's he's all in. I, you know, he joked last year about, nah, maybe when I'm done, I'll take a fight. I, I don't know if he will, but he is that kind of competitive person and he's a good enough athlete. I'm sure he'd be pretty good at it.
1: How can, if anyway, uh, he, said he
2: wouldn't do a slap fight though. Would not do a slap fight? No.
1: How can, if anyway, uh, knowing MMA as you do, uh, that help a defensive end?
2: Well, I think a lot of ways, I mean, uh, certainly body positioning, hand positioning too. hand fighting, which is often done on the offensive line in terms of, you know, by the offensive line in terms of trying to keep you away. um, How do you approach when they put their hands on you to try to control you to get them off quickly while you're in motion to try to get to where you want to get? I mean, that's certainly a big part of it. Leverage uh, in terms of like takedowns and that sort of thing. Obviously, just the out outright. You know boxing sparring uh, there's a lot of hand-eye coordination stuff like that but um, i think a lot of the in tight spaces uh that you're fighting in in a mixed martial arts cage which is far different than boxing obviously um i think a lot of that uh, you know positioning and that sort of thing is is very helpful and you know, obviously this keeps you in shape which is which is obviously a good thing too
1: uh you also wrote about this morning in the review journal josh jacobs and his tweeting and his social media presence uh, and this began a long time ago when you know it looked like they were going to franchise tag him, um, hero to villain, uh, and then it went from there. Um, well, not surprising, he didn't show up. Um, Saquon Barkley uh, did show up and took uh, a deal that most people thought was crazy after you know what he had said he might sit out the whole season. And then he takes an incentive laden deal.
2: We had an epiphany.
1: What he say? Is that what he said? Yeah. I didn't see that quote. I didn't see that quote. Yeah, an epiphany. An epiphany take a million dollars nine hundred thousand incentives. You woke up and said, "I should play." That's what we said. Instead, Josh got on a plane, according sure. to some, some reports, sure. and and left Las Vegas. Um, I think we've both said that we think he's going to report, and would not be surprised if it's the week before the first game. What um, I would do. What, what your thoughts on that? Yeah. yeah, That's what
2: I would do. I mean, I think that's you know, I I I would love if I was a player in that position to be able to go through and sit out a full season, but I don't think it's the right move. We've seen it not work out for guys where uh, this, their body couldn't handle being away for you know over a year, that sort of thing. So um, I, I would, I would not let them not pay me. So I would definitely show up and play. Now, I think the most ideal thing to do and people hate this obviously is you show up, you sign your tag and your first day of practice, you fake an injury. Like that's the right thing to do. <laughs> I think if you're really trying to force change because they're still paying you. Yeah. But you signed your tag. They got to pay you. I'm hurt. Little Darren Waller action. Sure. <laughs> sure, Potentially. Um, But I know people hate that. They just want to see you go play. But uh, those are the same people that say, hey, just go out and play really well. And the rest will take care of itself. Well, we saw that it didn't. Right. He, that's what they told him last year. That's what people said on Twitter last year. And he went out and led the league in rushing, was uh, one of the better offensive players in the league and couldn't get a contract. So, um. Don't don't be saying stupid things like that on Twitter. Don't be telling him just go do your job or just show up and they'll pay you. That's crazy. No, also crazy. also he's not allowed to show up. He doesn't have any contract. No, he doesn't he's
1: have a contract. He can't come on the field. So
2: he has to he have to sign something first. But um, yeah, there's a, there's certainly a lot of factors. But I think uh, the the most important thing right now is Josh Jacobs feels he deserves more money. I believe he deserves more money. But I also believe the team is probably doing the right thing and not giving that money to him. So we're at a standstill and. Somebody's got to blink. It's going to be Josh Jacobs, obviously, at some point. It's going to blink and have to uh, come into camp, even if he doesn't want to. But he doesn't have to do that until right right before the season. So he's got some time. He has
1: little leverage beyond what they'd offer him to come back. Um, And I think he made a comment. You might know this about $12 million guaranteed, because I think people said, well, if Saquon got 11 guaranteed plus those incentives, why don't you just take 12 and you make more than him? Yeah. And it's two more million than you're getting anyway. Uh, I don't think he. I don't think he take that now. I don't know if either of us really know how the negotiations went. I don't think for a second they negotiated with him wanting to give him a lot of money. No, I don't think. I don't think so. Um, you're of the thought that I, you know. How much do they even really want him? Yeah. Um, do they really want him to come in? Uh, I don't think though. I don't think they would rescind the tag. No. I think that's a horrible look.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're, they're just going to leave it out there and say, if you want it, come get it. If you don't. We'll see, you. we'll see you later. Uh, I think that's that's how it's going to play out. I, I don't think that they believe it's the end of the world if he doesn't sign. Um, that they can win the, you know, hey, it's here. You can sign it if you want to come in. And I think that they believe if he does sit out that they win the PR battle there, which is important on some levels. There, you know, the PR battle is not going to win you any games, but it is important to be on that side. And to me, like, they feel like they will win if he doesn't play. And so there's not a whole lot of leverage on either side for Josh Jacobs, which Sucks the players in this position, but that's what it is right now under the CBA. So pads come on Tuesday.
1: Um, We'll see if Jimmy G's out there, uh, see how they look. I'm I'm interested. uh, Tyree Wilson, still not out there. No. Um, The defensive end that they drafted, knowing he had an injury. Want to see how he works out. Want to see if he's even out there. They said there's no timetable on him.
2: No, no timetable, which I think is concerning for a lot of people, but the Raiders seem confident. Anything else you're looking at in full pads? Uh, I mean, I still want to see how the you know the receivers line up with the defensive backs, and obviously the it's a pretty deep receiving core. So, um, how do well we,
1: some might think it's the deepest receiving some, core in the NFL. Some, some, some might that. think
2: that some have said. Um, so yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll, I think we'll see those matchups. Obviously, in the trenches, we'll see how the offensive line holds up against a pretty good defensive line, and um, you know, uh, obviously the uh, the continued progression of the quarterbacks because so far hasn't been great, especially for the non-Jimmy G guys. Aiden O'Connell's looked that bad. Well, he he actually had a decent practice on Wednesday. He looked okay. Yeah, I thought he looked okay. Once. Uh, I thought today's practice, Friday, when he had a lot more reps uh, with not with Jimmy G not out there, he had a lot more reps, a lot more opportunities. I thought it was pretty bad. I was gonna I was gonna go with some stronger language, but it was uh wasn't good. So if Jimmy you expect G- that he's a rookie, yeah, again,
1: we're not I mean, what is he fourth round? Yeah, he's fourth round. Yeah, um, Jimmy G uh, goes down. They're in a lot of trouble, but. Maybe they wouldn't mind that, given Caleb Williams is sitting there, number one.
2: Well, I mean, but that's, I don't
1: know if they—I don't know if they could ever be that bad.
2: Yeah, and I think the, the issue for McDaniel's and Ziegler, even if they wanted to do that, which I—I I don't think, I don't think that they think it'd be the worst idea. I, I think that they believe tanking and getting Caleb Williams is probably the best path to sustained success. But it might be for another coach and GM, so that's what you right, have to consider. Right hey, if if we do tank and do its best for the organization, that might be bad for our jobs. That
1: might be bad for the
2: jobs. So they're in a tough spot.
1: All right. Uh, so pads go on Tuesday. Uh, Adam and I will be back next week. Uh, when pads go on, a lot of different things seem to happen. Uh, Raiders uh, are hoping, obviously, no injuries once pad goes on and they start hitting. But uh, that'll be all for next week, and we hope you join us then. That's going to do us for our latest edition of Unsports and Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. Remember, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation three times a week. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Mir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you next week when pads go on.